Hey there, I'm Colin Weston, host of the Mod Golf Podcast. We just wrapped up season 12, so I'm here to let you know that after five years and more than 140 episodes, we're taking some time off to develop our 13th season. In the meantime, I put together a recap of our previous season to give you a taste of the dozen engaging conversations that we delivered. Last season, we gave you a diverse group of inspirational and informative stories from golf industry innovators, ranging from golf entertainment technology solutions to women who are positively disrupting the golf industry. Over the next 20 minutes, I'll provide you with a quick bite from each episode that I hope piques your interest so that you'll go back and listen to the ones that you liked most. Before we get started, I wanted to thank our sponsor partner, Golf Genius Software, for helping support the Mod Golf Podcast. Golf Genius powers tournament management at over 10,000 private clubs, public courses, resorts, golf associations, and tours in over 60 countries. So if you're a golf professional or course operator who wants to save time, deliver exceptional golf experiences, and generate more revenue, check them out online at www.golfgenius.com. We open Season 12 with Jordan Lunetta, co-founder of Odin Golf, who are an upstart brand that is creating a golf-loving tribe by living their company tagline, Go Balls Out, Always. We're on the course one day, we're not having a great round, we're donating to the lake, the forest, and we look at each other and we say, why aren't we losing our own golf balls? Why are we losing golf balls of brands that are old, they're stuffing, they don't speak to us as digital natives. The next generation of golfers who are the rebel rousers in a good way, who are consuming things in much different ways than we are here. That was the seed crystal, the idea. And given the four of us built and scaled tech companies, we said, look, before we do anything, what are our ambitions? And we had big ambitions to take Odin to golfers across the globe. And the second thing we said, well, we want to have a tech lens of this. We have a vision of building a platform for the everyday golfer. So we say what the old stuffy incumbent brands did for the PGA Tour, we're doing for everyone else. That's our, our sweet spot in the market, which is the majority of the market, which is really exciting. Since this episode aired, Jordan and I have become good friends. This friendship led Jordan to sending me some Odin X1 balls, which I now keep in the bag as my high performance ball of choice. I like these balls so much that we now offer them to you in the Mod Golf Pro Shop at a 15% discount using promo code MODGOLF. Click on the Mod Golf Pro Shop link in the episode show page or go to www.modgolfpodcast.com for details. Next up, Donnie Dotson, founder and CEO of Carry Golf Investments, joined me to share how he applied lessons learned in the tech startup investment space to provide financial support to promising young elite level golfers to give them the best possible shot at success. I'll tell you, I was thrilled and inspired to see that in less than 48 hours, you had people going from almost complete strangers to forming meaningful bonds over golf. By the end of it, there was a moment. We played the Cradle in Pinehurst. We played number two. We had a, a wonderful dinner in, in Donald Ross's backyard, Monday night, which was kind of the closing event. And there was a moment where two of our players who were on the Corn Ferry Tour, they had to leave just as dinner was wrapping up because they had an early flight to their next event. And I said, hey, you know, I hate to interrupt. We're winding down as it is. But Billy Tom here and, and Matt Picanso, they need to get out. They're, they're catching an early flight down to Alabama tomorrow for their tournament. And before I could even finish, like people were standing up, clapping, a bit of a standing ovation, high fives, like, hey, we're rooting for you guys. We're cheering you on. We'll be following along. And again, they didn't know who these players were other than by name 48 hours earlier. And that was cool to see. And my goal is to be able to somehow bottle up that experience and scale it so we can help a lot more golfers, but also bring a lot more fans closer to the game. Do the terms NFT, DAO, Cryptocurrency or the metaverse mean anything to you? 
Cooper Sherwin, co-founder and head of community at LinksDAO, joined me for episode three to share how they use Web3 and the value of NFTs to reimagine and democratize the golf club membership experience. We knew right off the bat we wanted to bring value to holders and not necessarily in a way where it was lottery based, where maybe five folks would get a trip to the masters. We wanted to make sure that we had benefits across the board in an equitable way that being a member of this community automatically and from the beginning has brought value even before we acquire the golf course. That's our North Star. We're still heading there, but the team is working really hard to continue forging these partnerships because everyone we talk to in the golf world is really excited about what we're doing. It's been really positive, the responses we've gotten and the folks who are excited about new technology, about new approaches to the game and about building the sport of golf have really been receptive to what we're doing. So what does the DAO and LinksDAO mean? It stands for a Decentralized Autonomous Organization. And Cooper nicely explains it around the 10 minute mark of the episode. You can learn more by visiting their website at www.linksdao.io to see how they are engaging a global community of thousands of golf enthusiasts to create the modern golf and leisure club. On episode four, Matt Regan, co-founder of Operation 36 Golf, joins me to share how they looked at youth sports like karate and taekwondo to create a multi-level rewards-based teaching program that is both effective and fun. We got three kids to sign up and join the program. And that was how the concept started. And then you get three kids who sign up and you say, oh, crap, what do we do with them every week? How do we show they're improving? What do we teach? How should we be testing them? How do we show parents they're getting better? How do we make it fun every step of the way? And so all those things arose. And that was pretty much the next five years of our existence was really just us working on building the program and trying to figure that out. We'd sit down before class, plan for an hour and a half, and then kids would show up to the class. We'd run it and said, well, that sucked. Let's try it again. And we would try different things. So we had this pretty cool environment where we were just testing group programming with kids and trying to figure out what worked to make it fun, but also make sure they are getting better and turning into golfers and then showing parents who are the ones signing the kids up for the program that this is working. They're having fun and they're becoming golfers, which is what you want. That's a true program. They take someone from A to B. As Matt says in the full episode, getting good at golf is hard. Figuring out how to make it fun and engaging for kids is even harder. They spent over five years refining their Operation 36 Golf teaching platform to create a 10-division variable gameplay format where students need to shoot 36 over 9 holes in order to graduate up to the next distance level. Jess McAllister, founder of Digital Golf Collective, joins me on the next episode to share how she and her partner passionately helped shape the golf influencer space into what it is today. When we say positively disrupt, we want to show that there are alternative ways of doing things when it comes to being creative and marketing to today's consumer fan, as well as the industry, right? B2B and B2C. And with both of us being experts in our space, respectively, we knew that our brains coming together could ultimately do that, especially coming into a space that is is truly based on tradition. We want to respect that. So we use positively disrupt in the sense of we're both like severe, crazy golf fans. We love what is there and what it's based on. But with where technology is going and society, it's kind of an adapt or die situation as we are currently seeing in the industry today. And we felt we can disrupt while loving and respecting the industry and sport we love so much. The term disrupt in business usually refers to startups competing with the existing industry offering with the intention of making it obsolete. Jess truly embraces positive disruption as Digital Golf Collective balances their desire to innovate with a deep respect for the traditions of the game. 
At the 2022 PGA Merchandise Show in Orlando, I met Ty DeLavalade at his Deuce Invitational Golf Tournament. After several engaging conversations and seeing his brand up close, I had to invite Ty on the Mod Golf Podcast to share the story of starting and growing a successful Black-owned business in the golf apparel space. I challenged myself and I said, I may not have all the financial capital to do it, but I have the teeth to cut in the stake and I have the resources and access to the golf industry because I've been in golf for 12 years now at this point. I think that I could figure something out. I did some research to find out what other Black-owned businesses are there out there. To be fair, I didn't find any. And it was a sad moment because 2019 is not 1919. I decided that night I was going to call it Deuce. I did not know what the logo was going to look like, but I wanted to somehow leave a legacy for my son. I've called him Deuce since he was three. So I said, why not name the company after my son? It's a cool name. The first product was golf gloves. What I realized is that when you're building a company, you're really building a tribe. You're really building a support group around you of people who are proud to wear the hat. They wear it because it's a cool brand. They wear it because of the quality. They wear it because it matches or it's their favorite hat that fits their big melon or their small bean head. <laughs> Whatever it is that the reason why they wear it, I'm okay with that. At the end of his episode, Ty made the offer to all you listeners of receiving 15% off your purchase of Deuce Apparel and Accessories. Check out their premium stylish selection of hats, gloves, belts, leather duffel bags, and cigar pouches at www.deuce.co. That's D-E-U-C-E dot C-O. And don't forget to use promo code MODGOL for 15% off. Next up on Season 7, I spoke with Nick Longley, who is the co-founder of InRange Golf. Nick shared the in-range design process and customer validation strategy that led to the creation of their engaging digital games that heightened the traditional driving range experience for both customers and owners. Within 15 minutes of showing them a video of what it could be, said, right, yeah, we're in. We'll happily be your early adopter. And once they came on as early adopters, it was then just hours and hours and hours and hours of time on the range, interviewing people, showing them designs, showing them prototypes and getting pushed back. We got to the point where our first mobile implementation, we had to run competitions just to get people to even log in and play it. But what Declan, the owner of Greenwich said to me very early on, is not interested in this mobile thing. I want screens and I want games. And over time, we got to the point where we realized people don't like paying for apps, but put a beautiful touch screen in their bay with this fantastic augmented training experience and they will happily pay a premium to play in that bay and they'll feel like it's for free. That was for us the pivotal moment we went, right, okay, yes, the player is the person we're delivering this to, but our proposition is how do we make a range owner and a range business successful? As soon as we understood that our business is helping other businesses succeed, then it really just took off. We titled Nick's episode, Using Customer Feedback to Deliver Exceptional Value because he provides a masterclass on why entrepreneurs need to ask questions, listen, and observe, rather than trying to sell and convince people to love a product or service. If you want to learn how to build a solution that relieves user pain points and fulfills their needs, I encourage you to give this full episode a listen. Our next episode was a result of a connection I made on LinkedIn after seeing these amazing posts about an indoor golf venue in Memphis, Tennessee. Billy Brown, founder and CEO of The Golf Sanctuary, joins me to share how he harnessed the law of supply and demand to create a members-only off-course experience that appeals to his love for food, drinks, real estate, and golf. 
So the idea has been floating around my head for six or seven years. What got me about the simulators? I played Hilton Head or one of those courses you can go see. It's like, oh, this is cool. You know, I'm a scratch player. If you have $500, you can play all these things. That's pretty cool. But what they did was they threw me in this imaginary world. I went, oh my God, you've got to be kidding me. We're playing like Machu Picchu and like all sorts of crazy stuff's happening going, that got my juices flowing because I don't know how to hit a shot over a dragon. I've never practiced that shot. <laughs> We're on top of a thousand foot cliff. Never done that before, but now I'm interested. Now I'm challenged. And it's like, that's so cool. I bet other people like this. Okay, what if I could use this in business? People that play golf, that you don't have time anymore because it takes too damn long. So I started formulating this. Like, how do you go do this? How do you go monetize it? So that's been in my back of my head. I've got a stack full of folders of stuff I've tried to model out, different variations of this. It did not work. It was actually in November of 2019. I was literally in a pain med coma from a shoulder surgery, thinking about my next syndication. In the middle of this thing, wiping drill off my face in the codeine. I was like, golf sanctuary. That's when I need to go syndicate. If I could go marry real estate and golf, how cool would that be? When demand is greater than supply, there is a business opportunity. I have to say that Billy has definitely found one with the Golf Sanctuary. Next up on Episode 9, Eileen Jerzak, founder and CEO of Exonic Golf, joins us to share what she learned about entrepreneurship on the stock exchange trading floor. Eileen combined her work with predictive financial algorithms with her love for golf to create an app that provides quick swing fixes and tips during your round. See, a lot of people don't know this about the trading floor environment. While it may be in a large financial institution, in and of itself, it's a very entrepreneurial atmosphere because it's like tons of small little businesses being run by a handful of people okay. all in this big environment. And so we're responsible for wearing multiple hats in each of these businesses to market it, to grow it, to manage the finances. You're doing everything and you're working hard. But it's great experience. And BMO, they really were about fostering that idea of autonomy, but that idea of, hey, we want your ideas, bring them to the table, and fostering that entrepreneurial mindset. And then at the not-for-profit that I started, which was about the same time. And so all of these things have come together and it's quite fantastic to culminate into what I'm doing today. And I'm using all the skills and experience that I've built in my entire life and career. It's incredible. Next up on episode 10, DeWiz co-founder Marcus Westerberg joins me to talk about the value of doing uncomfortable things, the power in collaborating with curious, positive people, and his motivation for pursuing entrepreneurship. We are not trying to say that we built this thing all by ourselves. We were team players. I am happy to say I know these things and I don't know the other things. So we launched about a year ago and today we're 14 employees in the company. We took in an external CEO to start building our team and he's done a fantastic job for us. I think that's, that's an important part as an entrepreneur, not trying to think that you can do everything yourself. I know a lot about golf. I've learned a lot about tech. I have a bachelor's degree in psychology, which ties in very good to this. I can only do so much and I am happy to let in anyone who can help us and knows things better than me. And there's no ego motivation here. We just want to help golfers get better, grow the company and reach out to more golfers. And we have the love of the game and that's our drive force. I think that's the strength that we have, the strength to know what we don't know and not have the vanity of trying to show something else. Having the strength to know what you don't know. 
I love the way that Marcus phrased this, for it shows that as a leader, he embraces a culture not built around him, but rather the success of the team, the product, and the brand. Did you ever have an idea that you thought would be a great business venture, but didn't have the courage to act on it? Well, I certainly have. Several times, in fact, over the course of my entrepreneurial history. Brent Jaffe, co-founder of Caddy Time, on the other hand, did, as he shares how he created a technology solution that modernizes the traditional caddy experience to benefit players, clubs, and loopers looking to generate some extra income. Caddies are wonderful for golf, and yet only available 1% or less of the time. To the everyday golfer like myself, caddies were never offered to me. No matter what your reason for playing golf, a caddy enhances it. That led us to create an instrument where people could connect with the golf savvy community. They would be able to add a caddy to any golf round that they chose. And that's where Caddy Time came from. And where Caddy Time comes in is it's an on-demand caddy platform that delivers the highest quality caddy to whatever that golfer needs. And sometimes golfers need a competitive caddy, but also for senior play, junior play, women's play. These are first time play. Caddies are a terrific bridge to the golf facility. On our final season 12 episode, I again handed the hosting controls over to former guest, Dr. Greta Anderson for her energetic conversation with Laura Diaz, who is the LPGA Senior Director of Community and Inclusion. Laura shares Grow the Game insights that she has gathered over the years starting with her first swing as a kid growing up in Puerto Rico. Laura's method to increase golf participation has nothing to do with technology. Her request to you is a simple one. Invite someone that has never played before to join you for a positive, fun golf experience. I have embraced this by inviting people to join me for a round of pitch and putt. I'm proud to say that all of them enjoyed it so much that they are going to take some lessons as the next step in their golf journey. What are the biggest impediments to more rapid diversification of golf? I've been around golf a long time and this grow the game phrase, we've been hearing it for seemingly decades. Mm -hmm. Why is it so slow? (laughs) (laughs) This is like a loaded question because there's so many things, right? Like if we Mm -hmm. go back to history systemically with PJ of America's Caucasian only clause that was in effect till 1960, that's not even that long ago, right? So Mm -hmm. if you look at that, you really didn't see that many black, brown, Hispanic people in the game. You kind of fast forward Growing up, people didn't have that representation. I'm a big believer in if you can see it, you can be it, right? If I can see somebody that looks like me, if I have that representation that I can get into the sport or I can see a career in it. Well, I hope you're now inspired to go back and listen to a couple of full episodes based on what you just heard from our dozen season 12 guests. I included links to all these episodes in the show notes to make it nice and easy for you to go back to find the ones that intrigue you the most. To make sure you get the alert when new episodes drop, please consider subscribing to the Mod Golf Podcast on either iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or on our homepage. To enter our latest Mod Golf giveaway contest, subscribe to our newsletter or follow us on Twitter, Instagram, LinkedIn, and our YouTube channel for a chance to win the golf products that I review. I want to thank our generous sponsor partners, Golf Genius Software and British Columbia Golf, who without their continued support, I wouldn't be able to bring you these inspirational, impactful, and educational stories. I now need to get back to recording our next season of conversations with the influencers, entrepreneurs, and disruptors who are shaping the future of golf. I hope you'll join us for season 13 in early December as we continue to explore how golf industry innovators are surviving and thriving during these turbulent times. Until then, I wish you a happy start to your next golf season, whether you've been playing the game for years or thinking about picking up a club for the first time. 
Thank you so much for listening, and I look forward to connecting with you again soon. I'm Colin Weston. Bye for now.